Hello, hello everyone. You're back for another episode of It's Tempting Pod with Casey and Erin. Okay, you guys. So full disclosure, we recorded this entire episode and we were really aiming for it not to be two parts, but we got caught up yet again and it's fucking two parts. Yes. (laughs) There's just so much going on. These like latter episodes, there's like so much that we have to talk about. And this one was kind of like this, uh, these next two episodes, part one and part two, the recap for um, episode eight. I feel like it's kind of like dark and has some like heavy shit we're talking about. It's definitely not as funny as normally because we just are, it's emotional. So this is the first part. Um, I, it's still very entertaining. We have a lot of insight, but yeah, you guys, this season is definitely getting a little heavier for sure. So yeah. this is part one. Any thoughts on that, Erin, before we dive in the episode? I was just going to say like shit's getting real. So it's like kind of, it's less comedic and more kind of like unpacking oh, <laughs> yeah. like real emotions and possible relationships and what's going down yeah. between individuals. Like there's a lot to unpack. So it's going to be more um, – I mean, we're still funny and goofy, but I know. we also cover the topics that, like, need to be discussed. Like, there's some serious shit going on. Yeah. And I feel like, too, like, these are real people's lives, and it's just – it's getting a lot more serious. So – it's two parts, you guys. I feel like this might happen a few more times as we go through the season just because we're getting to like final dates, final bonfires, the reunion. Yes. Like yeah. shit's definitely getting a little crazier. So we hope you enjoy part one, you guys. And yeah. Um, so you guys, we are recapping episode eight. Aaron. Like how are <laughs> uh, first of all. I feel like I always use the same words, but like there's only a certain amount of words I can use to describe these episodes. Like I am bamboozled, number one. Number two, I feel like this was like the first episode I actually teared up a lot of times, like multiple times I teared up. And then also I was thinking, how are we already on episode eight recap? Like what the hell? Right? Time has flown. Like it truly feels like we watched the premiere like two seconds ago. And it's been two months. It's been two months. Like what? Like that's that's, yeah, that's actually kind of wild. Yeah, eight episodes, right? For yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Um. Okay, so this episode, you guys, we're gonna aim really hard to keep this under (laughs) an hour and a half. But we both have a lot to say because a lot of kind of batshit insane stuff has occurred um yeah so i guess we're just gonna dive right in so (laughs) thoughts on hanya talking to the photo of ash (laughs) okay 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 yo Uh, we need to first of all for anyone listening who maybe hasn't seen the episode or just like kind of forgets exactly what happened he word for word said it's okay i know you just couldn't find the words to say i know we'll get a chance to talk I'm actually scared for him. I'm scared yeah. for him because I really don't think he knows like no. what's about to happen. Like he it's a shit storm straight up. I think he's in honestly, I think he's in full blown denial. I agree. Yeah. Like and, and like you know damn well. You you know damn well too. The producers were like, all right, guys, Hanya's crying. Go in. Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, he's talking, he's talking to a photo. Get this. This is definitely making the cut. <laughs> Um, I thought like, it was really cute that the boys were kind of there for him, though. Like, that was a nice little bromance moment, but, like, kind of awkward at the same time. <laughs> I feel like it was awkward, too, because they're probably thinking the same thing we're thinking in a sense. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, like, it's this a is kind cause. of a lost cause. It's a lost yes! cause. <laughs> like, we are here for you, but also, like, you do need a little bit of a reality check. And honestly, we haven't seen much of the guys talking. Yeah. But – I think Karina is the only one who's actually giving Hanya a reality a check, uh, a reality check, a reality no. check. Like she's okay. the only one that's like, listen, Agreed. dude. Agreed. Because I, he's not prepared. He's not prepared for that final bonfire at all. Not even a little bit. Um, and then also I just, we talked about this a little bit ap- last episode, but kind of seeing the way, um, Ash is talking about Hanya. She, I'm just convinced that she came there to leave him. 
Like, period. Like, she's so angry. She doesn't seem heartbroken. Like, even when she's talking about, like, the betrayals in the past and whatnot, it just doesn't seem like she's actually heartbroken. It just seems like she's angry and she had a plan and, like, she was coming there to, like, make her plan happen. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like, what are your thoughts? No, you're right. I feel like she just seems very bitter. Yeah. And that, like, it's – I'm – seeing a lot of resentment too. And it's a shame because the last thing um, Hanya said to the guys, or maybe it was to like the confessional or to the camera, it was something like, I think that Ash didn't send a message because she's embarrassed. Like when it's the complete opposite, like he literally was still defending her after everything he's seen. It's a shame, really. It's a shame. Because and it's just weird because I feel like we keep need because like we're we're getting kind of giving her a hard time or whatever. And yeah, like he did do a lot of really fucked up stuff like back in real in the real world. So I don't want to like take away from that because he did. He did some fucked up shit. But I think the reason why I'm just like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing, Ash? Is because she started it so in love and so like she wanted him to prove himself, and he's doing exactly what she wanted yeah but she's not allowing him to have growth she's just keeping him as what he was before the island you know what I mean it's like she's not even giving him a fair shot when she said that's why she brought him there a thousand percent and it's that's almost my issue. like yeah no I agree and I feel like it's like are you trying to prove to him or are you trying to prove to all of America that yeah. like you were the one who got taken advantage of in the relationship and cheated on and all of this stuff. And like, yeah. Or do you actually care about your relationship? Cause right now it seems mm-hmm. like it's more trying to save face, trying to really beat him down. You can yeah. be mad at him. Like you can still bring up the past and how that upsets you and how you don't know if you want to be with him. Like you can still experiment with other people in the house. That's fine. But it's like the way that you're talking about him and seriously belittling him on national television, you can't take that back. You cannot take back the words that you say about or to someone. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm really glad that you just brought that up because if someone is treating you poorly, like, cause I actually went through this. I was like low key cyber bullied for an entire year after TI, but yeah. thing one and thing two. So <laughs> like low key, not even low key, very high key, like very, very publicly cyber bullied. And I never once retaliated. And that's actually something that I am extremely, extremely proud of. And this is why, yeah. because at the end of the day, retaliating or talking down on people or taking the bait when people are being mean to you or bullying or not good Mm -hmm. to you, that all that does is that that affects your soul and your character and the type of person you are. So I'm glad that you said that because yeah, he did some wrong stuff, but at the same time, like the way that you treat people, regardless of how they treat you, the only person you're affecting is yourself and your soul. You know what I mean? So it's like, So I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like I get that he was bad to her, but it's like, okay, we get it. Let's, let's kind of chill out a little bit because he's been a good person on the show and he's done nothing but good things. And, and honestly, lastly, I feel like I would still, I mean, I support Ash. Like I have no like dislike towards her or hatred towards her. Like I do support her, but I think that throughout this process and what I've seen, I would have supported her more. Had she still felt this way, just went about it a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's what at first I was super proud of her realizations and how she wanted to move on and how like Hanya did all this to her. And I was like, yes, yes, this is amazing. I'm glad that you're hooking up with Taylor. But then it's like episode after episode, like getting mean, getting nasty, belittling. And that's where I'm starting to kind of like um, retract how I felt before because I would have continued to support it had she just gone about it a different way. And I understand you're in the heat of the moment. Like I don't, we don't know what else maybe happened before coming on the Island because the more that I watch the show, the more I'm thinking he must've done some crazy shit to her prior that where maybe it's not being unfolded. And the anger is like coming out now. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I just don't see how, 
she would be this mad. Like, I understand her being mad, but like this mad is a little, it's it's becoming a little excessive. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And like we both said, it's like when people are bad to you, it's like you can still have respect for yourself and you can still stand up for yourself without stooping to that person's level. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I, that's what people need to learn. You can still stand up for yourself, still respect your, still have respect for yourself, but not be an asshole. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not worth it. Um, okay. So let's get into, are we on freaking LaSalle's telling Trace he loves Ashley and doesn't want to drop her? Oh my gosh. Yes. Dude, what the hell? I actually feel for Trace in this moment. Like I'm not a fan of her. I'm not, I've made that clear, but in this moment right here, I'm just like, damn bro. Like you're really just stringing this girl along. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, what the hell does he mean? He loves Ashley and doesn't want to drop Ashley. Like, I just, what do you want? I also feel like you don't need to tell Trace that. Like, straight up. Even if you felt that, and this might sound fucked up on my part, but like, even if you felt that, say it at the bonfire, say it to Mark, talk to your boys about it, think it internally, but no offense, but like, there's no business telling it to Trace. Like, you you literally last week told her that you loved her. Yeah. And now here you are sitting her down out of nowhere just being like, yeah, like I I love Ashley still too. I'm sorry. I'm at a point where it's like, bro, you need to just like fake it till you make it because you are just selling yourself out. Like you're digging yourself a grave. Like I hate saying it, but he doesn't know how to word things. He's just constant word vomit. That's like the all I can yeah. think of is just constant word vomit. So he, yeah, he's just absolute constant word vomit. Like, that's really all I have to say about that little exchange is I actually kind of feel bad for Trace. I do. And he's just word vomit. Like, he's – I've never seen anyone on the show quite so all over the place. And I feel like that's, like, a really big statement considering the type of people that have been on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's – every time I – watch a new episode, I get more confused because yeah. it, it, it just makes no sense. Like one episode, I'm like, all right, he's committed to Trace. The next episode, yeah. he's like, but I still love Ash. And I understand that you're always going to have love for her or at least for a little while after a breakup. But again, I just don't – there's like a time and a place. Like you why are you telling Trace? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need to be saying it. Okay, like it's freaking weird. Um, it is. This part. I and if we're skipping anything, please let me know. But Ashley telling Blake she maybe wants to work it out with Lascelles is insane. Like I know, I was watching that scene and I'm just like, girl. Like last episode, episode seven, we we were so proud of you. You had this incredible voice message. You stuck up for yourself. You respected yourself. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, knew what mm-hmm. you what you deserved. And now you're sitting here telling this guy who's clearly like getting very invested into you yeah, and you're telling him that you maybe want to work it out with LaSalle's. Yeah, it's crazy. I dropped my phone. I'm so sorry. One second. Also guys, I'm on my phone a lot this episode. If you, if I, <laughs> if, if we post know, the right? recaps, but because I have paragraphs of notes, so I am. So yeah. Sorry for that. And um, I, but I think Blake needs to keep his guard up big time. Well, yeah, because I feel like he genuinely, like, really, really likes her. Yeah. And it's and sad I, because, like – He's going to get his heart broken. Yeah. I, I just can't understand why Ash, after seeing and hearing what she did – or Ashley, I'm sorry, why she would want to even consider, like, getting back with LaSalle's. I, 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 I mean, I understand it's seven years, but he must have some hold on her. See, but I'm a devil's advocate. This is our favorite little game because I was in her position and I was still very brainwashed and I was still wanting to save things even though I was like, what in the actual True. fuck is wrong with this human being? So I think you're just in denial, especially when you've wasted that much time with someone. You're just like, you are mm-hmm. you can't wrap your mind around that they're just willing to throw it away for a, essentially a stranger, you know? So I think she's still just like, there's no way that this is reality because it's batshit fucking insane. 
Cause that's how yeah. I felt. I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, this is crazy. Like this is someone that lives across the country. He's known for 20 days, you know, yeah. it's just no, like, yeah, there's no, right. there's no comparison. There's no competition. So in your mind, in your rational mind, you're like, this doesn't fucking make sense. There's no fucking way that this is happening. Yeah. You that's know, very true. That's true. Like, that's and I feel probably like it- what she's thinking. Cause that's what I was thinking. Everyone kept telling me like, break up with Evan, go balls to the wall with like this guy or this guy, like, come on case. And I'm just like, you guys, like it's 10 years. Like I lived with his family. Like I can't, like we have a home together. Like I can't just like break up with him and like not speak with him and go balls to the wall with some dude I've known for two and a half weeks that I literally know nothing about. It's just that's very true. I just, you know, it's crazy again, like to reverse that I wonder if she, in her mind at all, thinks that he'll leave with Trace. She like she's he, never she's never discussed that like because about you don't want, him. You don't you don't want to say it out loud in her gut. She knows. Mm-hmm. She knows. There's no way she doesn't. Right? Like that's never been a discussion. It's never been like I'm a little concerned. He's connecting with another girl or he's opening up or he's getting physical because I think they did kiss at that one point like there's never been a concern of him possibly leaving with someone else it's more been like hopefully by the end of this like he's grown because I've grown and I do think she has grown a lot and I will say at the end of like that situation when she was talking to the camera, like she explains her growth and she's like, I don't want to go back to like the Ashley I was before. And I actually am like very proud of her. It took me yeah. a while to to get some stuff out of her. But now yeah. that I'm seeing it, I'm seeing her confidence. I'm proud. I just really hope that she's not manipulated by this man because it seems like yeah. he's doing a very good job of manipulating not only her in the past, but now Trace. Yeah, I do. And I don't like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like using the word manipulated because I feel like that has such a negative connotation. I mean, it is negative. It it is negative, but like, it does seem like a little manipulative what's been going on. Yeah. And I will say regarding, this is the last thing we'll say about this, but, um, regarding how you pointed out how she's never actually said out loud, like, what if he goes home with Trace same thing. Like I could relate to that. Like it's, you just, you keep reminding yourself, like you think about it and you're like, Oh, what if that happens? And then you're just like a rational human being would never do that. So you're just like, there's no way, you know what I mean? It's not, you're just like, there's no fucking way that it's going to happen. But yeah, I think I I I get that. I get that. She needs to repair or prepare. I said, she needs to repair. She needs to prepare. for that because good lord Mm -hmm. yeah dude i'm really thinking it's a very strong possibility um yeah okay so we kind of gave edgar a lot of shit last episode Mm -hmm. well me specifically and i still i mean i have mixed feelings however watching this episode jillian trying to figure out the promise ring like what she's going to do with it if she's going to keep wearing it or not and her and tommy are talking about it that's showing that she's done with edgar Period. I I honestly think that it was her looking for Tommy to tell her to take to not wear it, and he just wasn't budging. And then it was like, let me play, let me play it off. Like, oh, I wanted to wear it anyway. And like, I fucking love Jillian. Like, I'm not trying to give her any shit, but like, truly, it looked like that. Whether it was edited a certain way or whether words were left out, it straight up looked like she was kind of hoping maybe Tommy would say take it off or like, I don't think you should wear it or like, you're mine now, blah, blah, blah. And it just, he was not saying that. And then it just cut. (laughs) And honestly, this, I mean, it doesn't look so good for Jillian in this moment, but this is another time that I'm actually like very impressed with Tommy. Like his response and his perspective on the ring is so fucking mature and realistic. Like I was actually really, really surprised and I was here for it. Yeah, I I agree. I just think that like in that moment, like she didn't see it that way. Like she she wanted maybe him to again like be like, hey, take it off. But like us being outsiders, we're like, oh, very yeah. mature. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're spending yeah. all this time with someone, you're hooking up with someone, you're risking your relationship. Honestly, I do see a lot of myself in Jillian when I was her age. 
And I think that I would have the same mindset. I would be like, I want all of your attention. I want you to tell me to take the ring off. I want you to like make me feel secure and that I'm making the right decision and all this stuff. I really do think that I would probably be the same exact way she was. It's like just now even, that like we're older and we've done it. I was going to say, but we're older and we're mature. And now we see it from a mature standpoint. And Tommy is being the mature one in this instance. Exactly. Yes. Right? Like he's the one that's being mature yeah. and realistic and is actually grasping the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Completely. Um. Okay. So Deke and Iris are on their date. Yes. Right? Right. Um, I mean, I just had like one more thing to say about Trace and Lascelles because they go to bed together. We missed that part. They go to bed together, dude. Wait, I thought that was after Deke, but okay. So yeah, let's talk about that first. No, it's before their dates. <laughs> it's which is like, banana. Okay, yeah, you you hit it off. Go. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> let's go I just gonna say that like I agree with Trace again because like he's once again telling her one thing saying another thing about Ash telling the cameras another thing like it's extremely confusion confusing and I do think that he almost seems scared of Trace or like scared of like her opinion of him it's not that he's almost seems scared he is scared it's very clear that he's terrified of this woman I don't know. It just makes no sense because they go <laughs> back and sigh. forth. You're like, <sighs> it, it just makes no sense because they go back and forth. And then all of a sudden I, they literally go in bed together and they cuddle. Like that's how the scene yeah. ends. And I'm like, yo, I'm so confused because as much as we tell LaSalle's to like, bro, pick a side, figure your shit out. Yeah. This episode, I agreed with a lot of things Trace said, but I'm also like, dude, you need to pick a side as well. You're either done with him or you're not. One confessional, you're done with him because he needs to figure his shit out. And then the next confessional, it's like, oh, well, I said I loved him and all this stuff. And I'm just like, you both need to figure it out. Like, this is not healthy. It's It's not going. It's so toxic. It's like really, really cringe. The, The whole, their whole situation is so cringe. Yes, uh, it will not last. That was just what I wanted to add, though. Okay. I don't know how I missed that. But, okay, so, yeah, they go to bed, but they didn't do anything, right? I thought they just, like, laid down and kind of, like, kissed, like, pecked or whatever. They haven't even really made out or anything, right? Yeah, they don't ever make out. It's just, like, little, like, quick it's kisses, just, which yeah. is adorable. It's adorable, but, like, you need to full-on make out with someone because if they're not good at making out, then mm, I, I can't do it. <laughs> can't, can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. Yeah. You got to be able to. Yeah. You got to. Making out is so fun. Okay. So, um, Deke and Iris, they're on their date. And honestly, wait, no, they're not this. They're not on their date yet. This is later. I think they're just talking at the house, right? They're like sitting by the pool when he tells her that she should set ultimatums. Did you write anything about that? Oh, I didn't write anything on that, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay, so they're sitting by the pool and they're kind of having like a serious conversation. And I thought it was very surprising because I, okay, the reason why I related to it is because when I was the ultimatum girl on season one, I got so much heat, not just from people like on the show, like cast mm-hmm. on, in the in the guys villa, like all the girls were like, oh my God, this bitch giving ultimatums. Like, blah, blah. Oh my God. and then just like, fans in general like everyone was like what a horrible human being for giving an ultimatum like i got so much heat and for deke to be a man and just sit there and look at iris and he doesn't know that luke is changing and growing he all he knows is all the shit that i used to hate luke for okay right and he's looking at her and be like you deserve more like you you don't deserve to be treated this way. You deserve to be treated like a queen. And like you, you it's maybe time to set some ultimatums. I thought that was fucking awesome. I was like, they, claps for Deke, dude. Like, let's set those ultimatums because goddamn, yeah. sometimes you need one when you're not being treated right. Like, there, seriously, if, right? There's nothing wrong with an ultimatum if you come to a point where you're just like, this is make it or break it. This dude sucks ass. And I deserve yeah. more. So it's either he get his shit together or he get the fuck out of my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Nothing wrong with ultimatums. Go deep. Loved it. And then period. 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 And then he ended it with like, there's nothing wrong with just a couple splits and ass shaking. Never hurt anyone. I was dead. (laughs) It's like another another deep line. No, he's hilarious. But I agree. I feel like if you're constantly having to tell someone something, and I hate using the word change, but like if you're constantly having to like make someone like change or like yeah, fix things about themselves, and they're not doing it or putting in the effort, like there's only so much someone can take. You know what I mean? Exactly. An ultimatum comes out of a point of like, you have no other options. You're desperate at that point. It's like, you just, you want to give that person one final chance because of everything like you've invested. It's like, that's the only reason someone gives an ultimatum. Ultimatums aren't fun, but it's like, you've invested so much time. So it's like, it's time. And I thought it was just really cool that as a man, like Deke was like, it might be time to set some ultimatums because this dude needs yeah. to get his shit together. He's texting other girls that he fucked mm-hmm. for an emotional connection. Like that's not okay. So you need to like tell yeah. him what he needs to do or you're done. And I was, I just yeah. thought that was cool coming from a guy because I, as a woman got so much heat for being the ultimatum girl. Really? So oh my goodness. Oh, so much. Well, he, it was very when- refreshing. When someone's constantly telling you they're going to do something and they're constantly not, yeah, you get fed it's, up. You get fed up. It's yeah. like you either do it or you don't. Yeah, and exactly. Again, there's only so much you can take before you kind of are like, all right, listen, I need this from you or I'm going to walk away. I don't want to walk away, but I'm going to have to walk away because you are not living up to the standard that you set yourself to because yeah. you're telling me you're going to do these things. You are putting it in my head. You're going to do it. So now I have these expectations. And if you're not yeah. going to meet them, then I have to walk away. Yeah. Straight yeah. up. So that was refreshing and honestly surprising because I think a lot of people, when they listen to Deke's episode, like the, uh, our episode, we got yeah. a lot of DMs like in, on It's Tempting Pod and in my personal where everyone was like, you know, I never liked Deke and like he really came off as a fuck boy in the past. And everyone was like, this yeah. guy's like actually really genuine and like I'm kind of a fan of him now. And he's kind of continuing to show that throughout this season, I think. Like we're seeing a very different side of him. We're still seeing his fun, crazy side, which we'll get into later. But seeing mm-hmm. the, these like genuine conversations, I don't know. It's really refreshing. Yeah. It's like refreshing. Yeah, he's giving really good perspective. Yeah. Um, fucking back to LaSalle's. This this whole episode, I feel like we're just going back and forth between both villas, right? Did you feel the same way? It just like guys villa, girls villa, guys villa, girls villa. Yeah. Fucking LaSalle's. Wait, is what? this maybe this is what I brought up earlier? Because I, I think, skipped Iris and Deke I, talking. I, yes. I told yes. you, I knew it was Iris and Deke first. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. But yeah. When shit. fucking LaSalle's, you're like, ah, oh, shit. When shit. LaSalle's literally tells Trace that he's trying to be respectful to both parties and the fact that he's mm. trying to be respectful to both parties is coming in the way of his love for Trace, this dude is just, I want to know more about his background. I want to mo- know more about his past and his history that like he's able to have that type of mindset because that is so fucking crazy. I just want to know what he's doing to try to respect both people because nothing yeah. I've seen thus far has shown any ounce of respect towards either of them. Either of them. Either to of be them. honest, like you're dis, you are disrespecting both and you're also disservicing yourself because yep. you're clearly not being honest with yourself. He's disrespecting all three of them, himself, Trace and Ashley. So I'm just like the fact, the fact that he f- genuinely feels like he's going above and beyond to respect both of them. I'm just like I just want to know more about him. I want to learn about him cuz he's a fucking puzzle piece. Uh, seriously, because I for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Like, it's like, by you telling Trace you love her and then telling the cameraman you love Ashley, how is that you showing respect to either of them? And I think in his mind, he thinks that. Like, he thinks that if I say I love both of them and I respect both of them and I want both of them in my lives, my life, that I am respecting them and I'm caring for them. And that is just not it. That is not it at all. That is you are doing the complete opposite, my friend. Yeah, Ugh. it's concerning to say the least. 
Um, and th- this is when they end up in bed together though. Yeah. After. So after they have that conversation, that's when they hop into bed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then okay. they like, they snuggle, blah, blah, blah. So now yep. though, we're on the official like dates, right? So now we're diving yes. into the dates. I thought the Luke skateboarding with Juicy was so fucking cute. I would love that. Like she was all like, had her little helmet and her little knee pads and he was like helping her. I was fucking adorable. I was here for it. Um, I think that they have a really cool like platonic bonds. I love yeah. that she genuinely was curious. Like why do TI and not just like go to couples therapy? I feel like that's a very genuine question because like, and, honestly, mm-hmm. why did all of us do TI and not just go to couples therapy? <laughs> like, and I, I feel like a lot of people ask that a lot. A lot of people yeah. are like, why did you not just like go to counseling? And it's like, literally, mm, I, I don't know. Right. Right. Like that would have been like the mature, normal fucking thing to do. Like all of us were like, let's sign our lives away for a reality show in Maui. Like like no hesitation. Yeah, no hesitation. I thought that was really cool. And I thought it was really cute how they did their little cheers to him staying loyal. And I think like we'll get into it more later. I think it's a shame that like the guy's villa hasn't been able to see all of his growth because they still like think he's such a fucking douche the way that I, I used know. to think he was. But I thought their date was super cute and just a good time. It was. No, it was adorable. And full disclaimer, um, I follow Luke on Instagram and he posted on his story that he's actually a very good skateboarder. Um, and okay, so I I've, show- watched, I've watched <laughs> him skate. Okay. I've, I've been creeping. I've been looking at his like story. Yeah. He's not he, him saying that he's good is an understatement. He's fucking very good at skateboarding and he's the very- show the show did not do him justice, okay, at all whatsoever. Like, he, he's really fucking good at skateboarding. He literally told me. He was like, I fell <laughs> twice, and they showed the, the two times I fell. Yeah. And I was like no. – I said, well, that's typical TI fashion. Trust yeah. me. Like <laughs> – yeah, I oh immediately thought the same thing because I think it was like a week or two ago I was looking at his stories and he posted some skate stuff and I was actually kind of shook how good he is. Like He's good. He's good. He's really, really good. And I, yeah, and then they showed that on the show. I was like, damn, like that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, yikes. But, um, oh, good shit. No. So Deacon Iris, their date? Yep. I, yep. I have a lot of one-liners I need to repeat. <laughs> I know. He's so funny. He's so funny. He's so funny. I cannot. I honestly, I'm such a like a giggler. I don't think I could ever go on a a date with Deke because I would just be laughing my ass off the whole time. I wouldn't be able to talk. This dude is so fucking funny. That's like the best feeling though. That is the best feeling. He's like, okay, so they start out. He's like, wow, a bee suit. Let me open this up in case you want to make out. Make out. <laughs> like like just, the quick one-liners. Like, like the quick uh, one-liner. He like unzips. I'm like, goddamn, this fucking guy. And then when he squirts the lime juice, he's like, oh, we got a squirter. <laughs> <laughs> Iris is probably like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. I would die. I would literally die. I literally wrote in my notes, I am dying, laughing my ass off. And then um, he makes their drink, and yeah. I thought it was so funny how much fucking rum he put in there. Is that what it was? I think it was rum or tequila. Poured, he yeah, poured some ounces. <laughs> some ounces. And then afterwards. It literally was so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, what do you say? I popped this bee suit off, and we <laughs> Like, just the way that he words things i'm like i'm i don't say this lightly i might be a deke fan girl like i get it iris he's fucking hilarious like i his instagram just doesn't even do him justice than all these one-liners on the show and i just i love no, seeing this side yeah. of him yeah he's hilarious um, for sure and then I think the other thing that just really, again, surprised me about him, and I want to know your thoughts on this, when they're sitting down and their conversation, like, kind of gets serious, because um, it was all, like, fun and games and, like, one-liners and typical Deke stuff, but then they're, like, sitting down after the drinks, and 
he just is coming off so genuine and so real and so honest. And it's very clear, like he has standards and morals and like, he's really sharing that with her and telling her like, you should have these standards and morals for yourself. Like you deserve more than what he's given you. Like the way he's treated you is not okay. And you could tell, like, it's definitely getting the wheels turning in Iris's head. And I'm just like, I'm just that whole conversation. I'm just genuinely surprised. It's not giving fuck boy vibes, which is which is what I think we all expect from Deke. Yeah. Well, honestly, after the interview we did with him, like he said to us, he was like, I went in this time around trying to be like more of like a father figure. Yeah. And I'm sure he he obviously <laughs> meant that being in the guy's house. But yeah. also think about it. Like, you kind of know going on these dates whether or not someone's, like, actually interested in you or going to, yeah. like, pursue you off the island or, like, you know, start yeah. hooking up with you. You kind of know. So then there comes a point where you're just there for them as a friend or someone who can give advice. And I feel like Deke is doing just that. Like, yeah. he's obviously being super funny and, like, flirty. But I think that he realizes, all right, like, I'm in this position right now more than anything to give her advice to like help her see her worth to help her realize like what she should have in a relationship her standards all of that and I think he's doing a really good job at that because like you said the wheels are turning in her head but on the other end of that like you and I like we see it with Luke so we're like Luke you're realizing it like now just put Iris and him together so that they can figure it out like I just honestly feel like this couple I really have hope for I really do I do I do too. And I do want to say like everything Deke is saying, like, cause he, I keep saying it. No one in the girl's villa and none of the guys have seen the new Luke that we've seen. They still just right. see the douchebag that was talking about like, Oh, like I love her too. Like to Iris in front of everyone after he asked juicy on it, just being an, a douchebag, you know, texting right, other girls right. all the time. That's all they know. And I was not a fan. Okay. I was like, drop this dude, like a fucking yeah. hot potato. Okay. I was like, not <laughs> right, down. Right. I was not down for Luke. So Deke is the same way. And I think like what you said is right now he's like being there for her as a friend. He's making her laugh. He's helping her have a good time. And then he's also giving her like very real genuine advice and like helping her realize like she deserves, she deserves more. Like she's a snack. Like she deserves more than what Luke has given her in the past. So I I don't know. It's just like a very genuine conversation. It's just surprising, man. Deke, not being a fuck boy. Love it. Here for it. I know. Father figure Deke. Father Deke. Father Deke. (laughs) No, he upgraded (laughs) from Daddy Deke to Father Deke. Episode or caption of this episode, Father Deke. Right? (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I had to say about that, um, I think Mm -hmm. Iris thinking that in the past she wasn't good enough for Luke is really sad. And like, I kind of get that. Like I've been in a position where I've been with guys that haven't treated me right. Like I've really never, I've been open and honest about this. I've really never been in a relationship with a man who's like treated me right ever. Yeah. And I've always thought until TI and until like, I really changed my mindset and really like grew to love myself and gain confidence and stuff over the past, like almost four years. That's so crazy. But before Mm -hmm. that, before TI, like I always thought I was the problem. Like I always thought that I just like didn't deserve like that fairy tale kind of love. Like there was something wrong with me. So I yeah. get that. Like when she said that, I was like, girl, like I get it. Like you no. if Luke, man, he's changing for you though. You're gonna get the happy ending. I feel it in my soul. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I just really hang in there, girl. Like he's doing the work. Like he really he is. is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, so Ash and Taylor. I know. So I actually – so what I put down for this little part of the episode, I wrote, Taylor does not like Ash at all. But later in the episode, I kind of changed my opinion, but we'll get into that later. But this moment in time, this sage date was the most fucking weird, awkward (laughs) thing I've ever witnessed. He clearly was not into it at all, and he was trying really hard to be. And – the whole thing was just cringe and painful to watch. And I didn't, I was very uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, Yeah. Same. Honestly, like (laughs) I could, I could use a good cleanse for sure. For sure. Like I I would love to do that, but that it, it just looked 
you could tell he didn't know what to say. And I don't know if he yeah. all of a sudden was like shy or embarrassed because it was, was em- definitely it like- It seemed like he was embarrassed. embarrassed. Yeah. I think it's because it was like a very unique date. And again, I said it before, but I don't think outside of this experience, I can see them being together because they are so different and it's not so bad, different. but they are different. So I think that what is something so common for her, I'm like saging as I'm talking, yeah. is so different for him. And he got uncomfortable. He looked a little embarrassed. He, for the first time ever, got like super shy. And you can almost fully see how like Their lives aren't going to mesh up. Was. It's, they'll never. They you want to know what? I'm so glad you brought that up because you're right. This whole time, it's really just been like a physical connection that they've had. And we've said it like that they have two very different lives and personalities. But this is the first time where it's kind of come to a head that their two per- different personalities and lives are just very clearly not mingling well. Like this is yeah. not his vibe at all whatsoever. And it's very clear. And it was just uncomfortable for everyone watching. Well, because I think that like she's probably done this before. And yeah. when she when you do that saging or that cleanse and you use the crystals and all that stuff, if you're devoted to that, it's very serious. So when you go to cleanse or you go to like um use your crystals and recharge and all that, you actually take it pretty seriously and you do release negative energy. You bring in the positive you it's a thoughtful process. And I think with him based off of his reaction, again, he was probably shy, probably didn't really know what he was doing, but he literally was like, I want to cleanse my soul. And it was just like, he didn't know what to say. Yeah. He didn't know what to say. Yeah. He's like at a loss. No. Yeah. That was, it was awkward. And it seems, it just seems like he's trying really hard to get through these last few days and just make out his way through things, you know, like it's like as soon as things get awkward, it's just like make out. <laughs> like as but soon as things, is my things thing. just make out. I noticed though that Ash said when she was cleansing herself, she was like, I am cleansing myself from this person I chose to be in a relationship with. Like she can't even say his name. It's the same Anya. thing. It goes, it, yeah, it goes back to not leaving a message. Yeah. Like you didn't even have enough respect for him to leave him a message. And that probably, like you said yourself, Casey, hurts more than getting a fucking message. Oh, even yeah. Even if it was like talking so much shit. And then she literally won't even say Hanya's name. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, he must have done some crazy batshit stuff off the island, out of sight, out of mind type shit because I cannot wrap my head around where this actual hatred came from. It's yeah. like mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Well, if I'm being totally honest, mm-hmm. I mean, if my man was like constantly getting like texts that are like booty calls and he's like having sex with other people and he's introducing me as a friend, I mean, yeah, I would probably have a lot of built-up hatred for him as well and anger. But the thing that like I've already said it at the beginning, I've said it numerous times. I feel like I'm like beating a dead horse. The reason Mm -hmm. why it's so confusing and why we're kind of going in on Ash is because she didn't start with this energy. She started with, I'm in love with him. I want Mm -hmm. him to prove that he can change. Like she was all for him, like coming here to grow. And then he did exactly what she wanted him to do. And she's like, fuck this dude. So that's where there's a major disconnect for me. Yeah, I, I agree though. It's like she came here to figure her shit out, but it was like there was no trying to figure it out with Hanya. Yeah. It was just like immediately her- diving into mm-hmm. Taylor, forgetting Hanya. Now we hate Hanya and we can't even say his name or give him 30 seconds of my time. Yep. It just, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. I will say, I didn't have, do we have anything else to say about Taylor and Ash before we get into Hanya and Karina? I don't really have a lot to say about Hanya and Karina's date at all. The only thing is like now we're kind of going back to like, yo, Hanya does kind of suck a little bit if this is true. He doesn't even know Ash's favorite color. Yeah, I said the same thing. Yeah, no, like that's I put yikes in all caps. Like how have you been with someone for a year and a half who you live with and claim to be in love with and you don't even know her favorite color? Like that's like that's kind of – Mm, I'm kind of with Ash, dude. That's a little wild. That's 
it's a I, little wild. A thousand percent. And I also feel like if you're bringing me on a date, can you at least pretend that you're like interested in me or at least like, I don't know, as a friend, like I just feel like every yeah. time we see him on a date with someone, it's like he doesn't give a fuck. And I understand you're all in with Ash, but you could still try to at least make that person feel somewhat special without leading them on. Like you can still at least act like you care. And I know Karina and Hanya have a different relationship and they are close. So I'll play devil's advocate with myself. Maybe we just saw that short clip, but it was like, she's asking him questions and he's not responding. And she's like, you, you know, you just don't give a fuck. And I would feel the same way. I'd be like, bro, don't bring me here. If you're going to waste my time. Like I'm trying to get to know you. I know you want to be with your girlfriend, but also like you can still act like you fucking care. Yeah. And she did. She called him out on that. Like, it's like you should be wanting to like get to know like these things. Like this is how you get to know and bond with someone is by asking them questions. And if you're not doing it with me and you don't even know your girlfriend's favorite color, like that's a problem. So that's kind of some insight into probably what Ash has been dealing with, you know? So it's like that their whole situation is just a shit storm. Like, I don't know what is worse. It's like, I feel like LaSalle's and Ashley is like more blatantly worse but I don't know freaking Ash and Hanya is kind of a dumpster fire also who Ash and Hanya is kind of a dumpster fire as oh my well. god yeah yeah, um, yeah. freaking Edgar and Marissa running on the beach like a goddamn rom-com I was dead like holding the beach ball just like slow, slow-mo Baywatch I'm like okay so we obviously know who the editors love like they're they want them like they're, give them the big good edit. Fans. They're big fans of Edgar and Marissa. Like that's very very clear. Oh my god, give them uh, the good fucking edits, right? Um, and then Edgar's just like looking in her into her soul. We had some kind of relationship in our previous <sighs> lives. I'm like this guy. Like I get Again. it. You're like in love in quote unquote. We don't know what you are, but. Good Lord. the che- It's just so cheesy. And it's like, I wonder if that's how he talks like dead ass in, in real life. Like I truly am very curious I think because it, it's, I think it's very it processed. It's very processed. Like he thinks about it and then it comes out so like elegantly, but there's no way that's real. Is that real life? I don't know, I man. Think it, I think it is because I we keep remit- forgetting the poem. He's a poet, dude. He, he writes is, poetry. He like, I think it's really like, I don't think it's him putting on an act. I think that he, it's really how he is. He writes poetry. He's very eloquent. Like he's just all in his feels all the time. I'm, I'm such, I could never date a guy like that. That's so bad. That maybe that's why I'm single and alone. That's why I'm always a toxic asshole fuck boys because I just could never date like that. Like no. ever. I would mm-hmm. walk all over a man like that. Yep. God, why yep. did God, why did you create me like this? Like this is so fucked up. I just want to be a girl that's into a guy that speaks poetry to me. Like, why can't I we know. be easy, Aaron? But I honestly feel like that's why I don't I don't fuck around with like watching rom rom coms or any of that. Like I'm like a horror bitch or like fit or like funny because I don't relate to you bitches in these rom coms. I don't see. I don't okay, relate. that's where my two my alter ego and then Casey. This is where I have two different personalities because I love I love romantic comedies. Like I love like oh. romance. I love reading like fantasy romance. I love all that shit. But wow. if a man, no, for real, like I love it. Wow. Like I'm obsessed. However, if a man talked to me the way Edgar talks, I would get the ick so fucking fast. It's like it's like you want it, you want it until you have it. You want it until yeah. you have it. No, dude. Oh my like God. there's just a way. I don't know how to explain it because I also want a guy to like just get me flowers and like, you know, like I don't That's know. Stuff, I'm, yeah. I'm a confusing person. I, can't I am explain too. It. I am too. Honestly, the flowers, yes. Like the showing up at my doorstep, yes. Like I want yes. you to like fucking fight for me, but also show me you care. Yes. But, but also, also be like an alpha male and like put me in my place. But also leave the poem <laughs> under the door. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And it also sounds like Edgar is like the definitely going home with Marissa. Yeah. Yeah. It looks right? that way. 
Like they seem very much on the same page. Like that's what's happening at this moment in time. Like Edgar and Marissa are going off into the sunset together. And I think that's why the editors love them so much and why they're getting these slow-mo beat shots of them frolicking in Maui. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a little happily ever after moment for T.I. I I love it. We're here for it. Oh my goodness. Oh, this one makes me cringe. As yeah. well. <laughs> I feel like it's been a lot of cringe. Dude, yep. him honestly looking into Trace's eyes and saying that she is his top two favorite people of all time, her and his mom. And then they start getting into like introducing her to the family. And then, and then after he says that, he's like, but anything can happen at the bonfire. Pick a <laughs> goddamn lane. Fuck. I, can't, I can't stand it. I literally cannot stand it, Casey. I just need to tell you guys, everyone listening, everyone listening, I was sending Casey voice memos like, this motherfucker needs to yeah, figure dude. his shit out. We were literally going back and forth because I do not fucking understand it. I do not understand it. How are you seriously about to look someone in the eyes and say, you are my second favorite person in the whole world. After you had a girlfriend of seven years who you broke up with, quote unquote, less than a month ago. Yeah. Like, what did she mean to you? You're talking about meeting meeting his mom, their future together. Like, that's some crazy shit, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. No, and, then, and then, and then, no, it gets, the then after he says all that, but anything can happen at the bonfire, implying like, you never know, like shit can change. I just cannot with this dude. Like, I feel like this episode is one of the most serious vibes we've had yes. in a while. Right? Yes. Like, don't you feel like we're not as funny as normal? Because I think we're no. talking about some, like, serious fucking shit. Like, this is too much. It's like, no, the bonfires too. The bonfires actually, like, made me tear up. I'm not fucking yeah. kidding. Like, this is the first time in the bonfires Mark talked, like, actually talked yeah. to them. He didn't just say, like, the one-liners. And, like, I genuinely was, like, choking up. Yeah, I just feel like, you guys, I'm sorry if we're not as funny as normal. This episode is just kind of heavy. Like, the shit that we're talking about, it's just a lot. Like, there's not a lot of funny shit happening right now. No. I feel like like, it's going to continue. Like, thank God for Deke, honestly. Deke and his party that we're about to (laughs) freak out. Literally, though. But I will say, Trace said a comment. And again, I have to back her up here because she's saying a lot of things that I do agree with. She said... Um, at this age, she's not compromising for anybody. And I Love completely it. agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. It's like, you need to like, you're not going to change who you are for anyone else. You're not going to like lower your standards or make compromises for people who aren't going to meet you halfway or aren't like reciprocating that same energy. And I love that she said that because yeah. that's so true. And I feel like, unfortunately, it comes off like when you have standards for dating or you feel like people can't match your energy or all this stuff, it's kind of, it kind of has like a bad stigma because it seems like you're too picky or you're too hard oh. or you're mean or you're whatever. You don't yeah. lower your standards. Absolutely fucking not. I'm not going to lower my standards for someone I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. No, yeah. no, no, no. If yeah. I have to do that, if I have to do that, then you're not my person. And I do think that there's a window of change that people can make and work on things together. I do think there is that. There's always going to be things that people need to work on that you can have wiggle room and you can, you know, try to adjust. But when there's like black and white, like you have to do this or change or whatever, I don't think that that's your person. You know what I mean? No. And like, this is the thing is because I like people ask me all the time. They're like, how are you still single? Like, why are you still single? And it's because I have had, I have had boyfriends my whole life from age 16 to 29 on TI. Yeah, And I have had strong feelings for people over the past few years. There's different people I've wanted to date even recently. But here's the thing is I finally learned that I need to have standards. Like I am an incredible human being and it's like, okay to know what you want and to wait for that. And it's also okay that if you don't ever find that, 
it's perfectly okay to be single, but it's better than ever settling for someone that's not going to make you a priority, that's not going to treat Mm -hmm. you right, that you're going to have to walk on eggshells with, and that's not like meeting and matching your energy and like helping you be the absolute best person that you can be, that you need to find a partner in life. And right now in this generation, that's really fucking hard to do because a lot of people suck, you know? And like- that's what I've been dealing with. I just meet a lot of people Me and they too. end up sucking and I'm not going to ever compromise my standards for anyone ever, ever, ever again. So yep. I thought it was really cool that Trace did say that in the moment. And then also with that, because with having high standards, people like you just, you just said it that people are like, oh my God, like you're so picky or you're intimidating or you're mean or whatever. I do think that nobody's perfect. And yeah. that as long as yes. like if, yes. if if you meet someone and they make it very clear, like I am invested in you, I have feelings for you and they're making you a priority and they're growing and they're evolving and they're working on themselves with you, they don't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But as long as they make it clear that they're invested in you and you two are a team and you're growing together and making yes. changes together, that's yep. perfectly fine. Nobody needs to be perfect. Nobody needs right, to come right. in here like a knight in shining armor and just be perfection. No, it's like you have feelings for me. You see a future with me. I see a future with you. We're a team. Let's get through shit together and like build a life together and grow together. Right. Like right. no one needs to be perfect, but yeah. at the I same time, that. people need to be matching your energy, making you a priority, never making you second guess, never giving you mixed signals. It's like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're either in it or you're not. And if you're not, and if I see any red flags, you're kicked to the curb, period. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that was perfectly well said straight up. Like, I feel like that was very well worded because I completely (laughs) agree with that. No, I completely agree with that though. For real. Yeah. I was trying to explain that. I, I like that is exactly what I was trying to explain. I feel like as long as you're actively trying, yeah, and no, you don't have to be perfect. No one is fucking no, perfect. Exactly. I was trying to explain that the other day to someone because they're like, Casey, like your standards are so high. And I'm like, but they're really not. It's Mm-mm. like, I just want you to like be my partner and like take care of me and protect my heart and protect me and like want to grow and make an incredible like life together. Like that's not yeah. a lot to ask for and like not cheat on me and like never make me second guess your feelings. Like that's not yep. too much to ask. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. It's really not. It's really not. It's, it's Honestly, really I'm, it's really fucking simple actually. Unfortunately, nowadays actually is a lot to ask, which is I know, up, which is but... so fucking crazy that that's a lot to ask. It just blows my mind. Dude, our Bitch, our society and our generation fucking sucks. It's crazy. Um, you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have to move on. We have to move on. I know. We're on Jillian Tommy and Tommy. And Jillian. Looking, looking at the at stars. stars. Yep. <laughs> Ditto. Jinx. Um, Stargazing. They're, they're looking at the stars. Romance is in the air. Yeah, I thought it was very mature and straightforward, again, that Tommy's admitting that long distance is not something he can do. He's keeping it real with her. Uh, Casey, this is where my opinion is starting to change with Tommy. I think he's oh, looking speak. for a way. I think he's looking for a way out straight up. Like it, like it's getting to the end and he's like, eh, not going to work. No, like actually I think that he's in too deep and I I genuinely feel like he's looking for a way out. And honestly, like I feel bad for Jillian in a way because she did put all her eggs in this basket. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's literally like, I just don't think when we, if we leave together or like when we leave the island or whatever, that it could possibly work out. I would be like, bro, what the fuck? Do you think because the way- Because the way that he said it, it seems like they had already had this conversation that long distance is something that he can't do. You you felt like it wasn't like he just like sprung it on her. I do because it's also like why come on the show? Why go on this island if you knew deep down that if you met someone who didn't live where you lived, it wasn't going to work out. And I understand yeah, things. That's change. actually that's I a get, good point. I just feel like. I do think Tommy is very genuine, but I also am starting to like second guess maybe his intentions coming on the island. Like if he knew 
the whole time that he would never leave with someone who's in a relationship yeah. prior or this whole long distance thing. That's a huge conversation to have. Like, why would you not have that when you first started talking or when you first yeah. started hooking up? Like, I feel like that's a serious thing to talk about. So I would be a little pissed off if I was Jillian and be like, whoa, I'm confused. Like, Plus also, like, they always tell you, like, when a guy is, like, really into you and, like, w- wants to pursue you, it's like nothing is going to stop him. You know, there's yeah. not going to be mixed signals. There's not going to be like hot and cold. There's not going <laughs> to be like I'm busy. There's not going to be long distance is an issue. It's going to be like I'm into you. I want you and we're, I'm going to make it happen. Like guys like are built for the chase. They want like when guys want something, they're going to make it happen. And if they're not yeah. like they're just not that into you. So it is yeah. kind of, it might be that situation where he's just he's having his fun. He's having an incredible time on the island. She's hot as hell, but it's getting yeah. to the end and he's like I might need a way out. I I definitely see that. I see both Listen. sides. I I see it as the whole this entire time he's been pretty straightforward about how he has mixed feelings and he's been in his head and he's like overthinking mm-hmm. and he doesn't see how it's going to work. But then I also see what you're saying that it's like okay, at the end of the day if he was into her and wanted her like he would make it happen. Okay, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed part one. We're going to dive into part two in the next episode. So go ahead and meet us over there. Aaron, any final thoughts about part one today? We hope you enjoy and head over to part two so you can finish up listening to what we have to say. And then you guys always remember to follow us on Instagram. It's tempting pod, um, like follow, or if you have any questions, concerns, if you want to sponsor us, it's tempting pod at gmail.com and then like, follow, subscribe, leave us reviews on Apple podcasts or Spotify. And we love you all. Bye. Yes, ma'am. Love you guys.